Hey, and welcome back to Astrology and You. I'm Maxine. And I'm Alice. And today we have a follow-up episode to our Tricky Transits episode we did at the start of October. This one's going to be a lot more optimistic. We're going over periods of like optimism, growth, and receiving positive opportunities, whether that's in the realm of like just yourself and feeling good about yourself or it's with relationships or career. Yeah, and we did, we started kind of like with the bad news talking about difficult transits. So this is that follow-up one, like Alice said, and hopefully you can kind of see where there will be periods up and coming for also some more optimism and growth. Yeah, and you can always look back at like a particularly good year for you where you were like, everything was going right in your life and see if any of these were happening. Yeah, so I'm definitely more excited to talk about this episode than the previous one. Um, It'll be a lot more cheery. Especially because Mars retrograde is like hitting us so hard right now. Like we need some optimistic energy. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're both, I don't know if you can tell listening, but we're both not feeling the greatest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Lower energy. Mars retrograde started, I guess, three days ago now and energy is just at its lowest like I got sick the day it started and it's it's crazy like I didn't even anticipate it I was like I'm gonna be fine like my energy is pretty good this was like last week in the lead up to it and then you I always forget like the second it hits it's like no no motivation anymore I know yeah with Mars retrogrades especially you can just feel it so hard and then I think in combination with just like Jupiter being so close to Neptune too I've noticed a lot of people are not feeling that great yeah yeah Jupiter making that like final pass through Pisces oh my god (laughs) yeah it's like okay slow down (laughs) yeah yeah so if you're feeling that way you are not alone and it's not gonna last forever um just probably for the entire first part of November (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Anyway, so with that update, um, Alice and I actually wanted to just let you know that next week we're doing a special episode. So today is November 2nd. um, And if you let us know before November, what is that, November 9th, we are going to do a QA and a episode kind of on basics of astrology. So if you have any like super basic astrology questions, you can ask us. Yeah, and we'll include them. Yeah, so by the time this episode comes out, um, you'll have like one or two days to send us your questions, um, anything you want answered about the basics of astrology. Like if some of what we talk about is way over your head or you just want to like get clarity on certain birth chart placements or um, I don't know, just like intro astrology questions, we'll put our... Um, emails and also our Instagram handles in the show notes and feel free to reach out in those two days before we record on November 9th because we always record on Wednesdays so get those in before November 9th yes and also to just know if like really if you have basic astrology questions we will not judge you and like ask us any questions if you have that question I'm sure someone else does too so let us know yes and also because this episode is so much about transits I mean it it's all about transits. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we just wanted to remind you that we still have our transits course. So if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about how to track these periods through your chart, um, we still have that. And we'll also link that in the show notes. 
Yes. And it's called applying transits. If you are unfamiliar even with astrology, definitely start with our first course, Mastering Birth Charts. And this is a little bit like a level up from that. Um, But yeah, everything linked below. Yeah. If you're interested in learning how to predict with astrology, transits are where you start typically. Yes. And they're so, so much fun. So let's get into this episode on some nice transits. And maybe let's just start by saying, okay, when we're talking about kind of more easy transits for optimism and growth, what do we mean by that? Yeah. So this is typically periods where you're feeling better about yourself or you're having opportunities come to you without having to struggle so much to get to it. So like there could be other transits. Well, I guess first we want to focus on like what planets we're actually talking about in this episode. So for the purposes of like looking at these periods of opportunity and having things happen for you, we're mainly going to look at Jupiter transits. Um, Those are really key. Also eclipses. um, Those will also spur on change and big opportunities. And then also more minor transits of like the new and full moons each month and Venus. Yeah, and all of these, I mean, we could get into so many different transits, but kind of how in our previous episode we mentioned like part one of this with more challenging transits, we mostly focused on like Saturn, we also looked at eclipses, Mars, we're just going to make it really concrete and focus in on those. Yeah, and it's not to say that these transits are always good all of the time, like Jupiter transits are not 100% positive every single time you get them, like especially when they're entering into a more trickier part of your chart. Like I know when Jupiter moves over people's Mars, that can be difficult. Um, Also when Jupiter goes through more tricky houses, but for the sake of this episode, we're just focusing on kind of easier Jupiter-like transits. Yeah, because Jupiter kind of what wherever it is, it just brings abundance there. And there can be an abundance of like good or kind of like an abundance of challenges or kind of inflaming a part of your chart. So yeah. But when we get to the episode, just know like when we get into the examples, everything will become a lot clearer with how we are applying it. Okay, yes. So do you want to get into like more specifics of what each of these planets and like moon cycles can bring? Yeah, so let's start with Jupiter transits. I mean, with Jupiter, it's this planet of expansion, of abundance, and it can bring a lot of good fortune and prosperity, like all these great buzzwords, right? Um, But I think with Jupiter transits, I really see it as helping you to get perspective and just kind of zoom out and see things for what they are or even just personal expansion and seeing more possibilities, Yeah, and like with every other single transit in astrology, you have to work with it. It's not like you're just sitting at home and Jupiter come a Jupiter transit comes along and your life is magically better. Like often Jupiter just gives you that energy of like, hey, maybe I should keep an open mind about taking a risk in this part of my life or trying something new, whether that be I'm going to agree to this date with this person I don't know well. He's not particularly my type, but I'm going to keep an open mind and some and it's more likely with a Jupiter transit that things turn out a bit positive, a bit more positively. Mm. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that because I think Jupiter transits also help to give you just this amplified trust or faith in things that sometimes you wouldn't um, automatically say yes to or feel good about. So it can help you to really have that mental shift to just being more positive in general. Yeah, having faith is such a great keyword. Um 
Okay, yeah. So then with the eclipses, those can definitely be a mixed bag. Um, Sometimes eclipses can bring up not the best of circumstances or changes you didn't anticipate. But the way we want to focus on them here is they often bring up like change you've wanted to happen. So maybe you've been through like a funk with your career for the past few months and the eclipses finally come along during a particular season. So in this case, Scorpio Taurus, um, and they finally bring up that job opportunity you've wanted and you're getting traction finally and like going in a different direction. So they can be positive in that sense of like bringing in opportunities you've been anticipating for a while. Mm. Yeah, I would say for eclipses, they tend to be very black or white. So oftentimes, like in, in my own experience and what I've seen is they usually, you feel them in a big way. And so here, obviously speaking about opportunities, turning points, like Alice mentioned, they really can bring in that new air, like a fresh breath of life into some area of your life. And those tend to be like way bigger changes. Um, like if we were to compare and contrast with like new and full moons, those can bring in opportunities um, and growth during a month long period where the eclipses is like, okay, this is a big opportunity out of like a several year period because the eclipses stay in that a specific part of your chart promoting growth and expansion there for about a year and a half to two years. Yeah, I I think this is something maybe Alice where we differ a little bit because I do take a lot more weight for like new and full moons. I feel like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, um, but definitely eclipses have this background noise for like that two to three year period of like bigger growth opportunities. Yeah, I feel like the new and full moon can like introduce the opportunity, but sometimes it doesn't become fulfilled until the eclipses start up there I'm like thinking of one example in particular like where I got an opportunity um with writing when there was like a new moon in my ninth house but it's not the results aren't going to be seen until the eclipses take place in the ninth house yeah eclipses really can trigger things or like it's almost like turning and the light on all the way or something um but yeah definitely new and full moons when they do light up certain personal planets in your chart or angles they'd be more significant too yeah and then yeah that's a good point to make like new and full moons especially noteworthy when they're on a specific planet or angle forgot about that um and then venus as well like it's it kind of has similar energy to jupiter where it's like okay things are positive i'm feeling good but it's definitely a way more minor transit because jupiter i'm sorry whereas jupiter moves through a sign over a 12 month period venus moves through that same sign in only like 30 days or so Mm -hmm. yeah so it's kind of like when we're talking about these transits keeping in mind jupiter you're going to have just more time even to activate the potentials of that transit whereas with venus like it's not that it's unimportant it just means that yeah it's a it's a little quicker pace (laughs) you know yeah and like that's why it's important to note with like a venus transit like what is the day it gets to the exact degree of a natal planet in your chart or an angle in your chart because that might be an especially good time out of that month-long period yeah, yeah. When it's applying, you will notice it. That's really important to note. And also, too, I feel like a little bit of just teasing out the difference between Venus versus Jupiter. They both do bring a lot of positive energy, but I would say Venus has a lot more focus on love, social harmony, like just feeling more at ease or more satisfaction, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point to make. Like, Jupiter isn't so much 
romance I would yeah. say <laughs> yeah no I totally agree I think Venus definitely makes you more reflective on all your relationships especially love or really close friendships or how you can create more compromise or harmony in in relationships yeah definitely Okay, so first we wanted to go over like what transits are there when you're having like a year or a few month long period of like a lot of positive like inner self growth, like where you're feeling good about your next direction, um, you're interested in exploring a lot of different things, or you're getting handed like more major opportunities that are really important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so first up, we have Jupiter transiting your first house, fifth house or ninth house and Jupiter in these houses, because they all have this common thread of being more self-focused, helps you to want to improve who you are and helps you to kind of want to bring more of who you are to the surface and out into the world. I feel like Jupiter moving into the first house after being like stuck in the 12th house like that's such a hard transit like we talked about last episode I think we mentioned Jupiter in the 12th um when it shifts to the first house it's like a breath of fresh air like I have this new start I'm headed off in a different direction maybe you're just getting noticed by people more than usual or I seem to I see this a lot when Jupiter themes are very much tied into like what that person is doing to feel like they're growing more. So that might be like opportunities pertaining to like foreign travel, writing, speaking and sharing your knowledge. Um, Yeah, I just see that a lot with Jupiter going through the first. Yeah, huge opportunities. Like when Oprah Winfrey started her show that she was known for and did for years and years and years, that was Jupiter to the first house. Jupiter going through the fifth house is honestly one of my favorite transits ever. Like I wait every 12 years for this to come around because it's such a fun year. You honestly feel like you have a lot more friends and a lot of social activities to attend and maybe more romance in your life. But in addition to that, it's just like the self part that's tied into it is just feeling like more creative and like self-expressive. Like you are being your full self and you don't really care what anyone thinks. That's what I love about this. Mm, Yeah, you're much more in your own lane and just thinking about how you can actually bring your more authentic self out into your social situations or it can be really great too just for magnetizing opportunities to you because you just put yourself out there a lot more and feel more confident. Yeah. And then Jupiter through the ninth house is, I have that going on like right now. It's so amazing. Um, Love this one too. I think fifth and ninth are honestly my favorite Jupiter transits. Um, But this brings in a lot of like travel and eye-opening new experiences and also just thinking really optimistically. It's kind of like hard to get down on yourself during this period because it's like, I'm so inspired to like learn about this new topic or explore this different part of the world and just push your you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone when Jupiter goes through the ninth yeah and also really wanting to take a risk so wanting to do something that's different and shake things up and yeah it can feel very inspiring with that transit even thinking about your beliefs I know when I had that transit I was really rethinking a lot of my beliefs like deeply and so that that's when I see a lot when people get into spirituality as well like even more yeah like such a great transit for starting to study astrology for instance or getting more in depth with your astrological knowledge Yeah. And I also wanted just to add, I see, especially like with Jupiter in the first house where people sometimes, if they've been 
like maybe they didn't have time for it or they've been ignoring it a bit but like the first period of Jupiter going into the first house can be tricky sometimes for people if there's something that they feel an incongruence with their life how they're living it day to day versus what they actually want so I did want to like just bring that in yeah I think if you're someone that is not comfortable like being alone or like leaning into what you want the Jupiter through the first yeah can be a lot trickier like it does bring up positive opportunities in a new chapter but sometimes that's not the most comfortable if you're not the most comfortable in your own skin yeah I mean that's a great transition to the next one we have Alice Jupiter transiting the sun (laughs) because because Jupiter there it brings the spotlight to you as well and if you're not comfortable in the spotlight that can also be kind of tricky at first but it ultimately because Jupiter is you know a longer transit you'll feel that a bit more and have more time to get more comfortable in your own skin Yeah, similar to Jupiter transiting the first, Jupiter moving over your sun or even an aspect to your sun, even if it's squaring it or opposing it, but mainly with the conjunction, just seeing a lot more opportunities coming in and feeling noticed by people and getting that like confidence boost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and other people see that too. It's like other people just are attracted to you at that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. I wanted to touch, so we mentioned like Jupiter transiting the first, fifth, and ninth, but also like when eclipses happen in those houses as well. Like those are probably the, I don't want to say the easiest, but kind of like a bit easier than the other houses. Like when eclipses are taking place in like across the first and seventh, the fifth and eleventh, and the ninth and third, it's just like a lighter part of the chart where you aren't bringing in those heavy emotional like twelfth, eighth, fourth houses. So oftentimes that year and a half to two year period with the eclipses in the first, fifth and ninth, um, you may just feel, I feel like it's more difficult at the beginning. It's like, who am I? What am I interested in? But by the the middle to the end, it is like you're, you feel like you're getting a boost and like growing as a person or having opportunities open for you to explore like different sides of your identity. Mm. Yeah, I, I think when when I think about easier eclipses, I would say first and seventh though can bring up just so much. Um, everyone experiences yeah. it differently, but like sometimes that can be like, wow, a lot is changing. And maybe that's just because, you know, I'm a Taurus son. I'm not super comfortable with change. <laughs> but yeah, first house eclipses, those can be like hit or miss, whereas they get, they can be like very difficult at times of like, feeling this inner need of I need to move in a different direction or like who am I like you mentioned Maxine Um, but also there is oftentimes more attention on you or like that lucky break sometimes where it's like oh I'm getting such a positive opportunity um, either in my career or like a relationship or something else that I've wanted. Yeah and um, you get to express yourself more it definitely demands that you let yourself just be more of who you are and put that out into the world. And especially with the fifth and ninth house eclipses, those are great for just growing into who you are actually as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ninth house in particular, ninth and third, it like brings in themes of like travel, um, wanting to learn a lot more, like seeing more of the world. So feeling maybe like less stuck in a rut, more like you can go out and like do more things. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love those eclipses. And then and then also for Venus transits, just to kind of touch on that too. So as we mentioned, they're going to be shorter periods of time, but especially when Venus hits upon one of your angles or exact planets, especially personal planets like the sun or moon, 
that's going to be something we'll, where you will notice just more ease in that area of life where things just flow a little bit more easily or it, you know, it brings pleasure to that part of your, your chart. Yeah. Like let's say you have a lot of like Capricorn planets in your chart and Venus moves into Capricorn for like a month long period and moves over all those Capricorn planets. Like that's probably going to be more positive month. Um, where people are noticing you, you're having maybe more romance or socializing going on, or you're just feeling like a lot more creative and self-expressive. Yeah. And that's, I love that you brought that up too, Alice, because if you do have a lot of planets in one sign and house, that means you have a stellium there. And I know I notice this for my stelliums. Like I notice Venus even more so I feel like, but also the challenging transits because it's not just going to pass over one planet there. It's going to be like a domino effect. So Venus, you might notice it more strongly if you do have a cluster of planets in your chart. Yeah, I would say with stelliums, like when it's good, it's really good. Yes. And there's like a really good Jupiter <laughs> transit. When it's bad, it's really bad. Like it's like everything is hit at once, either if it's good or bad, you know. That is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you want to add anything there, Alice? No, I think that covers it. I would just say like to recap, like these are more... These transits definitely important for personal growth, realizing things about yourself and also having more people reach out, like feeling a lot more social, which leads us to talking about positive transits for love and relationships specifically. Yes. Okay. I love that transition, Alice. Um, yes. <laughs> so when we're talking about these, I guess to start off, we'll start with Jupiter. So Jupiter transiting the seventh house is really significant, especially the descendant line, which is always going to be exactly opposite the ascendant. So look for that. Um, but also natal planets as well, like the moon and Venus in particular. Yeah, I want to just point out that like Jupiter transiting your seventh house doesn't like always bring about a romantic partner like sometimes there has to be like a little more going on like especially in other charts like your progressions or maybe like where the eclipses or Saturn are also transiting at the same time but Jupiter in the seventh in general is a better time for like forming one-on-one relationships or even just being more like open and like wanting wanting to date more even if that doesn't turn into like your husband or your wife or your life partner you know yeah I love that you mentioned that too because Jupiter just really helps you be more optimistic when it's transiting that house even so when it's in your seventh house of one-on-one relationships it does ask you to be a bit more optimistic but also more forgiving of relationships or being able to like if you are in a relationship that could be a time where you feel closer you feel more optimistic about your where that's headed your relationship or there's like a happy um, happy event that happens in the relationship, like getting engaged or getting married, something like that. Right. Yeah. And then also Jupiter, when it goes over your natal or your birth chart, that's what that means, your birth chart, Venus or moon, those are really, really cool times to track in your chart. And this doesn't happen very often because again, like that happens about once every 11, 12 years. Yeah, and especially like with the conjunctions of Jupiter to your natal moon Venus more so maybe than the other aspects, um, it it does bring to the forefront like intimate emotional relationships and like having activity happen there. Yeah, and whereas kind of earlier we mentioned, you know, Jupiter transits are really positive and Venus transits are really positive when that meets up in the birth chart like that Jupiter transiting Venus 
it, as you can imagine, is a pretty happy time. Like it tends to be just overall the mood improves or, you know, even if that's not showing up as love with others, it's definitely self-worth and self-love too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then similarly, like eclipses in the seventh, um, they will bring up greater activity going on in your dating and love life. So if you've been single for a while, maybe you finally are getting like traction with dating and meeting someone and having like a bit more of a significant connection. Once again, this is not like an end all be all like when the eclipses happen in your seventh house, you're meeting your life partner, like done deal. Sometimes it could just be like you have these romantic experiences that really like you're you're learning a lot from and they're like seemingly significant to you. Even if that's just like a shorter fling, um, it could be that there's something really significant about that you learn something important about yourself through that relationship at that time. Mm. And also too with this, I think eclipses in the seventh or even full moons or new moons in the seventh house, especially if it's near your descendant line. I wanted to bring that up because I think those can also give people a lot of closure and needing to kind of let go of an old relationship. I I noticed that's coming up a lot for people who have like Taurus Scorpio risings right now with the eclipses in their first and seventh. Like it might not be that right now you're starting a new relationship, but a lot from the past might be coming up so you can clear that out and, you know, bring in more space for really that partner who you want to call in, who's going to be more aligned for you. Also, eclipses in the fifth are really great for having new romance, too, and just feeling so romantic and, like, excited about uh, the potential of dating someone. Yeah, I mean, that's when you found Jesse. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, yeah, kind of, like, this is, like, for an entirely different episode, but, like, if you're looking at, like, timing of meeting, like, a really significant partner, there usually have to be, like, multiple of these transits going on at once. Like, I don't know if... Jupiter moving through the seventh on its own with no other relevant romantic transits would result in anything, you know? Right. Yeah. So if you are listening and you're like, I need to know all the details, our transit course is definitely something to check out. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I guess we also wanted to mention eclipses to Venus or moon. Similarly, that's kind of like awakening the potential of your Venus and moon in your birth chart. So it's like focus more on the Venus and moon significations of like being emotionally open with people or having changes happen in your love life. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Those are really, really powerful because they're hitting on, it's almost like they're pressing a button to be like, okay, we need to switch things up when it comes to romantic relationships. How can we do this better? How can we be a better partner? It's much more reflective of like, who do you want to be in a relationship and then attracting that. That's yeah, what so I've you, Yeah, so if you have like your Venus or your moon in Taurus Scorpio right now with the eclipses and those signs, maybe you are noticing a lot of like um, relationship changes or like meeting someone or having something significant happen in a relationship. Yeah. Okay, and then that brings us to our final category, which is just more optimism and growth and opportunities when it comes to your career. Yes. So once again, focusing solely on like Jupiter and the eclipses here, Jupiter going through the 10th house is great for career. Um, I do want to note though, like Jupiter, first it'll go through your 10th and maybe across your mid heaven line, but then it'll also move into your 11th house. So oftentimes when it's going through the 10th house, there's a lot of like energy having to be put into work and work can sometimes feel overwhelming. 
but that might be the time when like the initial bigger opportunity comes up. But then as far as like gaining attention because of work or releasing like what you've been working on out into the world and gaining traction with it, that's more of a Jupiter moving through the 11th house thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Jupiter. I mean, I'm noticing this so big. We were just talking about this before the episode, Alice. Um, so I'm a Gemini rising. So Jupiter has retrograded back into Pisces and it's there until, you know, almost the end of the year. And so I've definitely noticed that when it goes back into the 10th house, it really brings up a lot of I don't know, just a way bigger focus on career and how you can work to be like, what are your goals? How can you reframe that or work toward your vision? So it's a lot more pressure, I would say. Whereas the 11th house, I was just like, oh, this is so great, you know? Yeah, I think Jupiter going through any of the workhouses, like the second, sixth, or 10th, like is great for bringing up more opportunities or maybe an aha moment of like, this is what I need to do with work next, or maybe you're making more money finally. But it can bring in this feeling of like work is so overwhelming. I have time for nothing else right now. Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. I've been working such late hours since Jupiter retrograded back. It's definitely more so I think though, like zooming in on what we have here, like Jupiter in the 10th or Midheaven, that can really help you to put in that effort. And then when it does shift into the 11th house, you'll notice the rewards a little bit more for that. Like how much effort did you put in? Okay, now you might be seeing traction. The thing about the 11th, it's it, the Jupiter through the 11th transit is so much about like getting support from other people. So this is great if you work for yourself and you're trying to get an audience for your work or more connections with other people like Jupiter through the 11th will definitely do that. Um, and then as well, like, yeah, just more people being receptive to what you're doing. Yeah, it's more of the focus is on your community and it's much easier to see how can I help? How can I serve? So I think that's why it flows a lot easier when you have Jupiter there. Yeah, and then eclipses in the 10th or to the midheaven line, if you're using whole sign house in the midheavens, not in your 10th house, um, those will often bring up bigger career developments, like specifically the reason why we're focusing on the 10th house here rather than like the second or the sixth house is the 10th house is a lot about like bigger career recognition and really figuring out what you want to do in the long term with work. So it tends to be more major. Definitely. It has a lot more to do with people's, it, it's, the, it's this more public part of the chart. You know, it's like if you think of the midheaven or the 10th house, it's that section of the sky that's highest in the sky. Like it's so visible. And so that's the same thing here where when you're talking about your work and what you want to be known for, what you want to contribute to the world, things just flow a lot more easily because you have the attention, you have the eyes on you. Whereas the other houses are a little bit more behind the scenes. Yeah, like what I love about eclipses through the 10th house, like if you've been working on something behind the scenes for a while or not getting a lot of attention for it, suddenly just like doors will start to open for you and you'll get that respect and recognition and attention for what you've been doing and not if you haven't been getting that up until now, finally people are like, oh my God, like let's give this person this opportunity. Mm, Yeah, I love how you put that, Alice. And then also, too, the reverse is true. I see this often when people are have been super dissatisfied with their jobs, not getting recognition, even though they've been working super freaking hard. And then these transits come by like an eclipse there. And then 
it's like, okay, something has to give. I need to do something else. And it helps them to pivot um, more easily. Just like, okay, I have that confidence. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to fly. Yeah, so even if it feels difficult at first with eclipses to the 10th house or the midheaven, it ultimately is amazing for your career because you're figuring out what you want to be doing in the long term. Exactly. Yeah. So just kind of to note that sometimes it's not always like immediately, woo, it's awesome. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is not working. How can we fix this? Yes. Okay. So I think that is everything. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel like this was such a short episode, but I'd like the challenging one. We had a lot more to say, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. It's sometimes good to have like a little tidbit of knowledge, like a little short episode. Um, but yeah, so if you were interested in everything we talked about here, um, definitely get our transits course. We teach you everything about like what a transit chart even is, how to pull that up and recognize like the movement of the planets around your chart and how that triggers certain events in your life to happen. Yeah, we give you lots of examples and you're able to see how all of this actually comes together. I think that's the thing I hear most from people who took our courses, like putting it all together, synthesizing it, getting to practice with examples. It it really is helpful if you want to just get more confident reading charts. I got the cutest message from someone the other day that has been taking the course and they were like, I think I just made my first accurate prediction um, in my love life. Like I met someone and I like predicted it because I took your transit course. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. If you take our courses, we love getting your messages. So feel free to share more. Yes. And also for more astrology content, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Stock Alice. That's S-T-A-L-K-A-L-I-C-E. And I'm Maxine Luthia, so that's M-A-X-I-N-E-L-U-Z-I-A. And we will link all of this below for you. (laughs) But um, yeah, feel free to reach out to us with your basic astrology questions, especially for next episode. Yes. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.